Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Welcome you to Porch Talk. This is your host, Alan. I got Jared Kenny, the cornerman, with me. And uh, once again, it's been another great week for sports. It was uh, the biggest interview of our lifetime happened. <laughs> Coach K is gone. He's dead. Uh, Elon Musk <laughs> decided. <laughs> Elon Musk decided that he wanted to be the major stakeholder in of Twitter. Uh, WrestleMania was amazing. Uh, Tiger Woods uh, game time decision on the Masters. So uh, there's quite a bit to cover. Uh, where would you like to start? Uh, we can uh, start. First around. off, how you doing? Oh, I'm I'm good, man. This is the there's two times a year that I look forward to. Now, at the end of you know March Madness, the um, Final Four, Augusta, uh, the Masters, and then uh, NBA and uh, NHL playoffs start. And the other time of year is around September, October-ish when baseball playoffs are, football starting up, college football starting up. So this is fucking – I love this time of year. There you go. Loving it. So, uh, yeah, Titletown, me and you both are uh, <laughs> fans of the Patriots. Uh, as far as uh, Major League Baseball, I'm more of a Dodgers guy, but you're a, you're a Red Sox guy, right? Yep. Yeah. But I, I don't. I ain't never really had any beef with the Red Sox. I was always a big fan of Big Poppy and the players coming through uh, the Red Sox. And that's kind of the way it was for me with, like, uh, you know, Major League Sports. I was more of a player follower than a team follower. But I think that's the difference between like uh, coming from Alabama to where we practically worship college sports, and then New England area. It's all about the pro sports, right? Yeah. Um, have you? Well, you said you're a Dodgers fan, not a Braves fan. Braves would be my second favorite team. I like the Dodgers okay. the best. Okay. Do you know who Justin Turner is? Oh yeah, it's my twin. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> I was just about to say, if you're a Dodgers <laughs> fan, then then fucking. Justin Turner looks exactly like you, or you look exactly like Justin Turner. It, it's fucking so, uh I just it nephew, just clicked. I was like Dodgers, Justin Turner. <laughs> my nephew, uh, he was nine years old, and so last MLB season, we were watching a Dodgers game together, and uh, he was like double taking me and looking back at the TV, <laughs> and he said, uh, "I didn't know you played for the Dodgers. How are you here and there?" And I was, uh, "That's not me, Bubba." <laughs> Yeah, thank you. On like Dodgers gear, sunglasses, and like a hat. Oh yeah, you fucking. You could be one of those, you know, those videos that you just you sign autographs and shit. And All right, are going crazy. <laughs> so I mean, that's what I need to do. I need to get the whole get up. Okay, not only good for Halloween, but it could be good for this show. Okay, we yeah. got a uh, just <laughs> Justin Turner stepping in today to host Porch Talk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love it. But um, uh, I'm good to start with our our sweet Prince Hasbulla. He he fucking. He did his thing, and oh, yeah. Presley did his thing, and he took over the internet this weekend. Very, was a very sought after beautiful. interview. Oh, it was a work of art. Someone I put up a, a quick, quick verbal meme. There's a guy in the MoMA or the Louvre or something, 
and he's sitting there and he's on his phone. So, you know, you could screen fucking, you know, put whatever you want on his phone. It's <laughs> someone put the hospital interview on the phone and it's like, I'm literally watching this in the Louvre right now. LOL. And it, 60,000 retweets or whatever is fucking it's funny all those uh, uh you know i don't pump iron i am iron i love some of the excerpts that are coming out about the interview with uh you know he was asking ashbula uh, you watch cartoons he said no i'm i'm an adult and he, caleb is well i like the movie cars <laughs> he was like well that's probably because your brain ain't fully developed yeah that <laughs> Yeah, I think um, I think the iron, the pump iron thing. Um, I will give them credit. Like I guarantee you, Caleb probably came up with that because he's just a genius. And he was like, "Hey, you know," because they they made a deal with Hasbro. Like they made all merch, so obviously with image and likeness and shit, they're, he's probably going to get a cut. Um, and he he knew exactly what would sell, so he was like, "Let's fucking say this." And then say Speaking this. of which, uh, I've been looking at the barstool merch, and I cannot make my mind up which hoodie I'm gonna get. If I don't know if it's the one where like they're riding, and he's hash blues just right oh, back yeah, freaking out, <laughs> or if it is the I am iron one. I don't know. I might just have to get both. Yeah, that's what. As soon as they dropped, I spent a little too much money on all the merch. I bought like each T-shirt, and like uh, I didn't buy a hoodie, uh, a hospital hoodie. But I, I got the sticker and I got a poster and I'm, I think whenever I do like set up like a little office in the spare bedroom, I'm going to put that fucking poster up. That's a good idea. I might just get a, a poster and then just get a, a shirt or a hoodie of the other. But uh, yeah. I, once but, again, it's, it's hard to decide which one. They're all golden. Yeah, I think um, and it was a very good interview. Like the, you know, the Glenny Balls lookalike for, as a translator. And I don't know if you listen to the Dave Portnoy show, but uh, he Caleb went on there. And he was like, um, so I had to find a translator and I told our hiring team, like, hey, find me a translator that looks like Glenny Balls. <laughs> and they're like, we can't hire based on their looks. He's like, OK, well, give me a give me a list of all these translators. And he just he went through to see, like, if there was any like kind of bigger guy. And he was like, yep, him. <laughs> um but- you know the whole thing just with some of the, the uh, some of the build up promo videos that they released is like that the best one was like an eleven second clip where uh, you know they start out on the beach and then like his bullet they're swapping hands and he gets him in the face and, yeah uh, the ice cream when he's trying to get the ice cream yeah the um and I think that was like an under an underrated part too like Hasbulla thought the ice cream like he just instantly made it for him when it's supposed to be for you know. Well, in this case, the translator or Glenny Balls, and um, and he just decided it was for him. Like he just took the fucking ice cream. Like he's just he is a menace. I think uh, the the interview was very good. It was very well thought out, and um, I I thought it would be a little more. I think that's like the only like downplay on it because you had those clips like them and the sand sand buggies or you know the dune buggies. Like that clip is so fucking good. Like Except- I need I need more. And he did tweet out like a behind the scenes thing today where him like whistling and I don't know if you've seen the retweet or not. Um, but you know how they, they're all mic'd up and Hasbro was like messing oh, with it. And he like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Said RIP to the sound guy. Yeah. So I, I hope they do drop like a, um, you know, a behind the scenes, like full episode. Cause they have to have so much footage. He went out there for like five days or something. So yeah. I hope they do something like that. Um, and Caleb did say, you know, 
obviously the language barrier is a thing, so I can't really have my normal satire and my jokes. Um, so, I mean, it was kind of more of an, a serious interview, but I, I fucking, it was perfect. Yeah, and for those, uh, for those interested, it's called Sunday Conversations? Sun- or Yeah, Sunday, Sunday Conversation, yeah. but it's like yeah. an ice cream Sunday, so it's like yeah. S-U-N-D-A-E, Sunday Conversation. And it is, it is beautiful. It's one of my, uh, I'm a, I'm a huge fan of Barstool. And if anyone listening or watching, you know, they cover sports galore and they also very good pop culture. Uh, but Caleb is definitely one of my favorite people on the team. Yeah. They, it's, it's so crazy to see how far Barstool has come. Like when I think I, I first heard of them in like middle school. Um, and that's when I first like original, like downloaded like their first app on the, on, on my fucking i don't know android slide phone and um just reading the blogs and stuff and like it was just all locker room like you know kind of like locker room talk or just you know people give their thoughts on this crazy shit that happened in sports and then it developed kind of more into pop culture internet videos and shit like that mm-hmm. um but now they're, they're branched out so far so like they have like the tiktok generation like they have that they have uh you know, like women's gossip, like chicks in the office, all the way like to golf, foreplay, like they yeah. taken over. Barstool Outdoors. Well, yeah, Caller Daddy's a fucking massive one. Um, they have Barstool Outdoors, and they cover like hunting, fishing, all that stuff. Um, they're just they're so like their branches they branch out, and basically, if you have any ki- kind of interest, there's a fucking you know either a podcast or some type of content that Barstool puts out. And that's one thing that I'm hoping here is like uh you know, just California dreaming is eventually take uh, porch talk up to that level is, uh, you know, we do, I think we do a fairly good job. Our main thing is music here and we do sports, but uh, just to be able to branch out and take things that way, or even mm-hmm. if it's helping people get to where they want to go, uh, I'd be satisfied with that. But uh, I just LLC this bad boy earlier this year. And so like, you know, it's slowly picking up steam and like with people like Sid and everyone helping me out in the background, helping me out with the website. And uh, we got a record coming out. We got uh, the merchandise. We still have the Ukraine thing up. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, I mean, we're trying to make a dent. We just don't have quite that following. And like Barstool yeah. wasn't made overnight. Definitely not. They started off as a fucking newspaper and they even uh, it should be free now. Um but there's the Barstool documentary, like, on how it all started and stuff like that. And it's fucking – it's tremendous. Like, they have different, you know, famous athletes and famous people, like, how they first heard of Barstool and whatnot. But they literally started as a, as a fucking newspaper. And they put out their bets or, like, who they would take in bets in a newspaper. There was, like, three or four writers. But they would all write under, like, a bunch of different names to make it seem like there was more people working for them. Like, it's just it's, – it's bananas. Yeah. Well, dude, anything else to cover with Hashbula or uh, Barstow before we move on? I think um, I think it's only... appropriate to move on to uh, North Carolina Barstool because they officially buried Coach K. Yeah, he's dead. <laughs> I think, well, for the Hasbulla thing real quick. Um, so on it was either Caleb or Barstool's official Instagram. They posted a, a clip of the interview in, what's his name, uh, Abdu Robic or whatever the other uh, – you know, Hasbro is like arch ne- nemesis. Yeah, he the, put the, like a bunch of clown like emojis and stuff like that. So I think only a fair follow up to that interview would be to get him and just see what he has to say because he speaks English. So I'm sure there wouldn't be too much of a you know language barrier. But the thing about that though, he's he's not the prince. No, he's not. But not but, at but, all. but but it is only fair. It is only fair. Yeah, 
But as far as like notoriety, it was uh, Zbula first, right? And oh, yeah. Abdu. And so it, it's almost like to me that Abdu is kind of ro- rolling off of uh, Hezbollah's uh, coattails. Yeah. So I remember like that, I don't know who it was, a UFC fighter. He came, he gave him a hook, and then he ran away. That was like the first video that I think I remember ever seeing. And it was what probably did, like a year it, or two. Was it DC? No, no, this is like in Dagestan versus like some with someone. I don't think it was Khabib, but it was, you know, someone big fucking Dagestani beard. Um, and I just, I thought everyone laughed because it's like, oh, a little kid just fucking, you know, smoked this dude. It turns and out then, it's not a kid. Yeah, it turns out it's not. And and then that whole like beef with him and Abdu and that, you know, the kick thrown around the world or the kick heard around the world in that uh, press conference just really lit things on fire for Hezbollah. Yeah. So, uh, Barstool, North Carolina, did a great job of uh, making up merchandise. I want to get one of those. I never was a fan of uh, Coach K or the Duke program. It's it's probably going to be similar to uh, the Nick Saban thing at the University of Alabama for a lot of people. And, mm-hmm. you know, I'm sure a lot of people would want Saban to go out and ruin his legacy, so to speak, su- such as that. Yeah. On the L. Yeah, they – um. That famous clip of Coach K like having a stroke on the court and like he just like he falls and he just rolls over like it's literally a gif. It's so funny because it it, they put it into a T-shirt and so it's like, you know, a big square and there's just four boxes and it's just the evolution of him like going down and then laying sideways on the court in fetal position. It's so fucking funny. And just to have like your arch nemesis in North Carolina not only beat you in your last home game, but to beat you in the final four, the first time they've ever met in March Madness. People don't like it's it. it you can't write it any better. If you're a North Carolina fan, you you can't you can't write it any better. Oh yeah, that's that's uh, that's infamy. This is one of the greatest seasons of their history of basketball, no doubt. Yeah, they and now they like North Carolina officially owns Duke. There's no doubt about it. And like I just I don't like Coach K because he's so like he's an egomaniac. It's unbelievable. Like even like after the game, he went up to one of the North Carolina players and he like gave him a weird belly pat. And that he was, was like, weird. And he was like, "You're my player of the year." Like, dude, there's 50 cameras around. Like, if you really want to like make a connection with someone, you're gonna do it with like nobody around and you know go in and shake. And then he gave him a weird left handshake. It was fucking I don't know. Yeah, the, the whole thing, like, building up of, like, him announcing his retirement, going into March Madness, the whole thing, he really began to really make it about himself a whole, whole lot. Instead of making it about the university or about the teams or previous teams or just the legacy. No, yeah. it was just, it was totally about him. Yeah, it's a me show. Like, as a coach, at, you know, as big as he was, like, announcing you're going to retire before the season, knowing everyone's going to get down and suck your dick every fucking game or, like, you know – Every away game, basically, it's just a fucking. It's just a look at me. It's, I, I don't like that, especially yeah, from a coach when you're supposed to, you know, put your players in the spotlight and like, you know, rise your players up. I, I don't know. I, I don't like that. Yeah, it was a weird way of. I mean, I remember that as his legacy forever. It's just the way that he went out and just with the way that North Carolina done him and uh, rock on. <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, uh, final game is not who. You, who do you like? I like North Carolina a lot. Me too. I, th- yeah, me I think too. they just – they roll it. They have the heat, you know, the height behind them. Kansas is very fucking good. Um, and, I mean, Kansas could probably, like, win easily, but I, I, I don't think 
um, that the hype that uh, North Carolina has is going to you know slow down, and I think they're going to feed into that. Yeah, and just as uh, Alabama, they they went, they uh, got put out immediately by Notre Dame, and then Auburn, uh, they got put out by what? Ohio Miami, State. I think. Oh, Miami, Miami, that's right. And then Arkansas went a little bit further than I believe everyone else thought because what LSU was, were they one and done? And like all the SEC teams went out real quick. None of them made it past 32, but, mm-hmm. um, you know, hopped on that uh, North Carolina bandwagon as the bracket started coming <laughs> down. And like you kind of saw how the cards are going to fall, and especially now. Yeah. Uh, definitely going to have to get some of that merchandise with them. Oh, yeah. Uh, just go ahead and put him in his grave. Yep. There was someone, someone made, made a, uh, a gif or whatever. They photoshopped the Will Smith slap. Hey, buddy. And uh, and they put the, you know, ow, uh, the Ramsey's head or, you know, the uh, North Carolina mascot's head on Will Smith and Coach K's head on fucking Chris Rock. <laughs> he goes up and slaps <laughs> <laughs> the slap heard around the world one more time. Oh yeah. So I didn't really bother with the Grammys. I was I was happy for uh, Mississippi. We had uh, uh, Kingfish and also Cedric Burnside. They both brought home a, a Grammy uh, blues genres. Other than that, I really didn't care. Uh, Grammys and even you know the slap heard around the world. Uh, that'll be something that I kind of monitor from social media and like. Every now and then you'll have something like the slap, or but it's few and far between. But every now and then you'll have those, like you said on the last episode, it's one of those um, internet moments where like everyone on Twitter or everyone on social media is just they're in this moment together, and this it's not something that you can go back and watch the next day and it be the same, right? But a lot of times you're 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 waiting on nothing. Yeah, I I started watching it. I maybe watched it for maybe 10 minutes last night. And I think I even put out a tweet like before it even started or right when it started. And I was like, yeah, so we're all watching this together just because in case anything happens. Yeah. Um, And then I didn't know that Trevor Noah was hosting like nothing against him. Like he makes a lot of good points on his show, like, you know, about stuff going on in the world and stuff like that. I just I don't think he's funny. So I don't know. I just couldn't sit there for three hours watching him. That was, uh, you know, when. When I was coming up out of high school and even when I was in college, I used to love that show with Jon Stewart. Yeah, the Tonight Show, or, or not Tonight Show, the, uh, his con- the one on Comedy Central, right? Right, yeah. yeah. Tre- Trevor Noah took over the reins. And, yeah. Uh, I just, it, it never was a good fit because I always thought that uh, Jon Stewart was the best in the business when it came to a show like that. Even like your Stephen Colbert or, you know, Fallon or... Uh, Seth Myers, none of those guys really match up to back with John Stewart back in his prime, in my opinion. Uh, he was, right. He was he was really good with his jokes, man. Yeah, you know I just so instead of watching the uh, the Grammys, I threw on night two of um, WrestleMania, which was did not disappoint. No, not at all. Yeah, so I was telling you before we got rolling, it's like when I was a kid, my particularly my mother, she was uh, uh, fairly peculiar about what my brother and I watched on television. So uh, wrestling was one of those things like, you know, go to Walmart and I see like a NWO shirt and she's like, no, you can't get that. And I was like, oh. you know, all my friends are wearing them. Mm-hmm. But even like the school I went to, you really couldn't wear like wrestling gear. It was kind of like that. Uh, it's almost like wearing a punk rock t-shirt at that point. Yeah. Yeah. You really couldn't do it at my high school. But, uh, 
And then I'm starting to watch wrestling like over the past couple of years, and I'm really getting into it. And it's not from the side of wrestling is fake. Okay, next time you and I get together, let's uh, let me suplex you, and you tell me how fake it is, right? Right. Like, yes, it's all rehearsed, it's all choreography. But it's like, entertainment. People forget it's are, entertainment. These are two hundred and fifty plus pound giants who are able to just do all this. And I love it. Like off the top rope or, you know, just super athletes, man. Yeah. And it's, yeah, it is like, watch, it's a male soap opera, but it is highly entertaining. Yeah. I think, um, I think the first night might've been better. Was that, you said it was free for everyone on, on Peacock. Okay. Yeah. Which, um, uh, you know, WrestleMania usually in the past it was a hundred dollars, but now yeah, the fucking pay per views. <laughs> yeah, and that, now it's on Peacock. You know, you just have to have a subscription to Peacock. Was that four nine nine a month? Yeah, something like that. So yeah, yeah. but think, like in the in the past, you know, Saturday night would be the the free night. It's the prelims or whatever. It's kind of like the free fights for the UFC for the card yep. gets going. Okay. Yeah, I don't. Uh, well, lately. I don't know, maybe the past 10 years, I'll try to start watching like the Royal Rumble because like usually there's always an old wrestler that comes out mm-hmm. and it gets a loud pop. Um, and then I'll, I'll throw something on here and there like, you know, Raw, SmackDown. It's not it's not ever like I'm going to start watching at the beginning. Like I'll just be sitting there on the TV and then fucking, oh, Raw's on. OK, let me throw it on. And I'm usually scrolling my phone and then I'll see someone. It's like, oh, he's still here. He's still here. Um but yeah, and then I'll always watch WrestleMania, and I think the first night was was better just because of uh, Stone Cold's match, and and I would yes. be a hundred percent honest, I cried like a little bitch at the end because he's he's one of my all time favorites, um, top five, top three easily. Um, so that you know, was I like going I like going back and watching the old Ric Flair or Macho Man or Hulk Hogan or one of my favorite. Uh, uh, Twitter followers is uh, the Iron Sheik. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> the Iron Sheik's a great Twitter Twitter follow. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, if if you're unfamiliar with that, uh, he pretty much tells you what you can do every day, all day. <laughs> I'll, uh, I got to look this up real quick. WWE uh, documentaries on wrestlers. There was a good, a very good, uh, not beyond the mat. Uh, that's what it is. It's called Biography, WWE Legends. Um, and, like, here they have Hulk Hogan, Steve Austin. Um, the Steve, the Stone Cold one was fucking great. Um, and then, you know, they, they go, like, into their lives and stuff, and they basically tell you their whole story. Uh, I think it aired last year or the year before. Um, and it's just it's awesome to watch all those old films and or just, you know, old, old footage. Um, but I, I grew up. Well, to basically my start of watching WWE, I grew up watching it uh, just because like I had an older, I have an older brother, so you know naturally you just watch what they watch. And same thing with my older cousins. Like my my uncle had a black box, and so we'd we'd always get all the paper. Then they were pay per views, so we'd always get them free, and we'd all go over there and watch you know all the pay per views back then. And um, went to a couple events with my dad, um, and I'm, I'll never forget. Uh, when John Cena was like really big, he had like the spinner belt and shit. Um, I had like a replica spinner belt, had his fucking t-shirts and shit. And uh, we went and he's from Massachusetts and he was doing an autograph signing. 
So we went, I went with, uh, I went with my stepmom. We went, waited for fucking f- so long in this long ass line. And we get to like these doors inside of, like we were outside all the way in into like the whatever building. Get inside, we're in this hallway. And all of a sudden they're like, oh, he has to go something, 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 whatever, whatever. And we bought tickets. You like, you had to buy tickets to get an autograph, which is whatever. And um, all I wanted was a fucking, like literally a picture of him with the, with the title signed. And he, he just left. So I was just, Huh. That, Tickets that was for nothing. Yeah, and that was a point where I kind of was like, "Oh, fuck this," and um, but yeah, and I kind of kept watching, but just that whole attitude era, like that was like my upbringing into like the newer generation. It was just, it was so good, and I don't think you know, no disrespect to the wrestlers now at all, but I don't think anything could top you know the '90s into the mid thousands WWE era. And I don't think uh, I've had several wrestling fans on the show in the past, and that's what they always reflect back to is the nineties. Is that that was that was the wrestling era? I will say, like you do have some of the guys, and they were on WrestleMania, like AJ Styles. Mm-hmm. Is the typical thing that anyone would say about anyone who is a great wrestler. Uh, he could he could wrestle a broomstick and make it look good. <laughs> yeah, and, met him uh, at an airport one in Atlanta. Him really, black hat. Well, he's, he's a Georgia low. boy. Yeah, and, and like long straight hair, and I could tell by his thing, and I like kind of gave him a little thing. It's a phenomenal um, one. Yeah, and then our L- my LT, I forget, we were flying for somewhere, and he's like, yo, that's AJ Styles. I was like, what? And I gave a closer look, and I went up to him. I was like, AJ Styles, and he kind of like gave a little, you know, look up, and I was like, hey, man, don't want to bother you. Just say, I appreciate your work. And he was like, oh, thanks, man. You know, shook, shook his hand. I didn't want to make a scene. Yeah. But that was kind of cool. And he, uh, you know, just put his head back down on his phone. Yeah, I couldn't imagine like being famous and being in airports and like friend fan freakouts. That would be the absolute worst. Yeah, fuck that. And then yeah. like one freakout probably leads to like zombie horde of people, right? A swarm. Yeah, and that's what Burt Kreischer like af- after the show. Like there was maybe five or six of us waiting for him. Excuse me. And um, someone kind of got loud and he's like, "Keep it down, keep it down." I was like, "Shut the fuck up." Yeah, don't ruin and this for some- us. Yeah, and then someone else like because we were at the back of the building. And then there's a you know a street, and we're on that like corner. And down the street, there's a fucking bar, and there's so many people there. And someone else got loud, and I was like, "Shut up!" Before he fucking you know just goes away on us and ruin this whole fucking you know event. Not event, but like a little meet and greet, a little after party. Yeah. Yeah. But I think uh, to go back to WWE and like WrestleMania, like uh, Stone Cold show was or performance was un- unreal, and Kevin Owens Pat like. McAfee. Yeah, Pat McAfee too. Um, that was great. Stone, Stone Cold's match, like with Kevin Owens, like Kevin Owens did a phenomenal job selling it too. Like Stone Cold's mm-hmm. older, yeah, he can't do a lot of the same things, but you know, it takes two, especially in that that realm of you know wrestling. Like someone, well, Kevin, Kev, Kevin Owens is great in the ring. To be a bigger guy like that, he's very yep. athletic and he does a great sell. Like a yeah, you know, and he was he's a he's been a heel type guy for as long as I can remember now. Yeah, and he's a great heel. Like AJ Styles has been a heel for like two years. Horrible heel. He's he's just a good guy. Like it's like yeah. he can't he can't act good like a heel. Yeah, yeah. Like just just like those old like even me and my buddy like like Perk Angle. We call him Perk Angle instead of Kurt Angle because he used to say he used to do like fucking four or five Perk thirties and go into the ring and be all fucked up. Um, like even going back to those days, like Eddie Guerrero. Um, you know stuff like that, and I remember um, when you said you just started watching a few years ago. 
Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so, uh, so there was a wrestler. Uh, hold on, stop. Uh, there's a wrestler, uh, Chris Benoit, who's awesome. Just uh, yeah, this animal. And a, a report came out; he passed away. Sad, very sad. And they they did a whole thing for him, like all the athletes were on the stage and like in memory of Chris Benoit, whatever. I remember crying because of it. And then like a day later, it was like, oh, it was like a murder suicide. Like he killed his wife and he killed his kid, and then he committed suicide. It was roid rage. He just fucking snapped. Whoa. And, uh, yeah, and it was like the WWE was like, oh, we oops like we didn't know that it was all that like we wouldn't have fucking you know did it in memory of chris benoit type shit um yeah that's there's there's a bunch of you know documentary or a few documentaries that are really good on it too this Uh, you know the eddie guerrero stuff i think the hardy brothers are insane oh my god yeah i think they were like kind of like the first realm of like back backyard wrestlers like they're from fucking north carolina a bunch you know a couple country boys just doing shit in their yard and making videos and they ended up making it like, and they're still fucking doing it, which is insane. Yeah, and like, was it is it is it Chris that's got the neck problems and he's still rolling hard, or is it the other brother? Uh well, it's it's uh, Matt and Jeff Hardy. Yeah, Jeff, Jeff well, Hardy is like the skinny. Well, Matt, it, yeah, Matt's the one that's got the neck injuries, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, Matt. Yeah, and Matt. It, yeah, and he's also the one. the crazier one. Yeah. Um, Jeff well, is like crazy. the high flyer. Yeah, they're both crazy, but like Jeff is like the high flyer. He's skinny. He has like. They both have long hair, but he has all the tattoos done up and shit. And like now his newer thing, like he paints eyeballs over his eyelids. So it's like kind of cool. It's pretty insane. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's cool looking. Oh, I think one of my favorite matches, like, I don't know if you got to catch it. You probably did. If you swapped it off, off the Grammys fairly fast was, uh, Johnny Knox won the jackass crew. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, so, uh, um, blanket on who they fought. Uh, I don't know. I don't know the guy's name either. Like you, like I, I didn't recognize him. Yeah, it popped in my head earlier. But anyway, it was funny because I mean, this this ain't Johnny Knoxville's first time, and so they're digging out props, and then next thing you know, here comes Party Boy Chris Pontius, and you know he's got his uh, breakaway Adidas pants on, and he's got the shirt. He's like. And I'm watching it with my buddy. He's like, this is family television. He's not going to rip his clothes off. And I was like, oh, yes, he is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then five seconds later, it's just. <sighs> yep. And, it's party and then I boy. think Wee Man stole the whole Wee- fucking show because he body Wee slammed Man. fucking what's it, whoever the guy's name is. <laughs> yeah. Sorry about blanking on that. But uh, you're good. Something Amos. Or, no, that's not it. I knew the guy's name starts with an S. I know that. But uh. Yeah, Wee Man really told, stole, stole the show, so uh, the opponent shoved Chris Pontius underneath the stage, and he's digging up underneath for props, and next thing you know, here comes Wee Man crawling out the bottom of the ring and just opens up a can on the guy. Yeah, I think uh, Robbie Fox <laughs> put a picture up on Twitter. So that's uh, yep. Hulk Hogan you know, body slamming fucking <laughs> Andre the Giant, and then it says upgrade... <laughs> Then it's a picture of Wee Man. <laughs> it's so good. That's perfect. It's so good. It's That's so, perfect. Like, oh. Yeah, and then like the rat trap and then the big, you know, the hand slap and just like the natural fucking um, jackass pranks or even like the table that the dude got thrown through with, with all the rat the traps on it. Traps. That one, uh, Bra- brought that out a taser. Scene. 
Yeah, the taser was good. Oh my god, there's a I forget the name, but when he brought out the taser, it reminded me. Um, I don't know if it was in the WWE or WCW or what, but there was a steel cage match. This is way back. This is back in the day, like late nineties, mid nineties, maybe. <laughs> and these two guys hated each other. I think uh, one of them broke the other guy's neck or whatever, and then they had a, a like legit broke his neck. Uh, then they had a rematch after he like rehabbed and stuff. <laughs> And it was like a hell in the cell or steel cage or whatever. And this dude brought a fucking taser with him. That's like not, it wasn't a prop. It was a real taser. He's like, I'm going to hurt this motherfucker. And he got him up, up on top of this, you know, steel cage or hell in the cell. And he fucking tased him. And the dude fell off and like got really hurt. And he was like, yep, didn't like the guy. Fuck him. I, for, I forget who it was, but it's a fucking crazy story. That's wild. <laughs> so yeah, boys and girls, sometimes wrestling isn't fake. Yeah, no. That <laughs> uh, is New Jack. Here it is. That time New Jack almost killed a guy. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it was. He got his skull cracked. He didn't break his neck. Oh, yeah. He cracked his skull, and then he, like, brought a taser out, and yeah. You know, it was back, like, I think uh, The Rock during that era was the, the ending of it, back when they would take the razor blades and just kind of, you know, just... Yeah, slice their heads. Yeah, I think, yeah. Um, yeah, that was probably like late, you know, late 90s, early thousands, maybe, or even the mid thousands. Because you look at Triple H's head, even Ric Flair, they got so many of those, you know, scars on their forehead. I don't know what happened, but I think your camera just went out. I had a call. Oh, you did? Okay. But yeah, they all have like those, that scarring on their forehead just from, you know, the razor blade, whatever. And that brings me to that, that movie, The Wrestler, with, uh, What's his name? Who's the guy that was in Iron Man 2? Mickey Rourke. Have you ever seen Mickey The Wrestler Rourke. with Mickey Rourke? Uh-huh. Great fucking movie. And that just mm-hmm. reminded me because he like he taped the, the razor blade in his wrist and then he took it off and cut himself. Hey, buddy. Well, there's anything else to do with WrestleMania, in my opinion. Like, I haven't been watching for that long. That was one of the best ones that I've seen in a while. Uh, and I yeah, they did a great job. The, I, I can't go back to the glory days, but, uh, you know. Yeah. I think, or even you mentioned it briefly, like, Pat McAfee, like, Pat McAfee's match was unreal, which was the co-main event of last night's. And um, mm-hmm. he came out, Seven Nation Army chant, did his thing, and he's just a, a freak athlete. And uh, I think one of the, the clips he said, he even said, he was like, I think I was born to do something like this. And, it, and I truly think he was too. Like he just, he's very good with his words, like on the mic. And then to be that kind of athlete that can do that shit, like I think, you know, he did find his niche and like he was a phenomenal punter and made the fucking NFL. You know, got out, did his yeah. thing. Yeah, he so just, he was at the Indianapolis Colts. What did he play? Five seasons before he retired? I think, yeah, six, seven seasons maybe. And so, and then he started the Pat McAfee show, which is just an electric show. If anyone yeah. hasn't checked that out, just go to YouTube after you get done here and um, check him out because he's so electric and you could t- he's he's an entertainer. And on top of that, because of the Matt, Matt, Pat McAfee show, is he's he commentates for wrestling. And so, and then seeing him in the ring and just absolutely murder it was, it was one of my favorite parts. Yeah. And, and all, all the gifts and all the memes that are coming out, like him getting Stone Cold stunned by Stone Cold. And, mm-hmm. uh, or even him like pouring the, like he was knocked out, but he was like pouring the beer on his mouth yeah. Yeah, on the ground. Did you see That's him great. like, and him and his wife on the plane ride and he's just wasted? No, I didn't. That's funny. <laughs> he's like, we're flying out of Dallas and. 
Love you, girl. <laughs> and he just. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, he he did a phenomenal job last night for his first, you know, in ring WrestleMania event. Yeah, I mean, I could definitely see him as like he's such a great color commentator for wrestling. I could see him uh, color commentating for the UFC one day. Uh, yep. I, I could even see him being like a Bruce Buffer style. I could see him being the guy in the ring. Like yeah, a hype this man. time, yeah. Yep. He could be any of those because, like you said, not only is he a, a, just a top-notch athlete, he's a great entertainer. Yeah, and like like I mentioned before, like he got so over on the crowd, like that pop, it was just it was unreal, and he just kept kept going the whole match. It was it was awesome to see. He might have had one of the best pops of that night, like Triple H, like bringing his boots out, retiring. He had a really good pop. I'm sure Stone Cold. I didn't see that one live, but I'm sure he had a great pop. Yeah. Yep. Um, but yeah, Pat McAfee had a great one. Oh, you want to move on the golf? Yep. All right. So we got a uh, Tiger Woods. Pretty cut and dry. Said uh, he's gonna play it by ear. Yeah, <laughs> game time decision. Yeah, yeah, but he's he's been there. Uh, I think since Saturday of or Friday, Friday of last last Friday. Um, you know, just walking the course. I think he showed up, played the back nine, see how it was, hitting the range, stuff like that. Uh, seeing how the legs holding up. Because um, for people who don't really follow it too much, uh, Augusta National is very, very, very hilly. So, you know, a lot of ups and downs, slopes, like sideways, this and that. Um, so it would probably be a lot for any normal person to walk, uh, let alone someone who's coming off a fucking, you know, compound fracture injury of their leg. You've been? Have you been to Augusta? I haven't, no. Okay, okay. Oh. I was For it, people who don't know, I was stationed there almost five years, and they do a raffle. Um, they have 100 tickets. You know, for Thursday, they have 100 tickets for Friday, same thing Saturday, Sunday. And all active duty could put their names in, you know, the raffle to try to get uh, their name drawn. And um, I was deployed the first two years, and the second or the last two years I was there, um, my name didn't get drawn. And it was you only have to pay a hundred dollars for it. So like if you win, then you have to go pay a hundred bucks and you pick up your fucking your badge and you can go. So a lot of people, nice. you know, got lucky and I wasn't one of them, which sucked. Well, hate to bring that up, bub. No, no, you're good. I was just I was talking <laughs> to my wife about that earlier. I was like, fuck man, seeing all these videos, you know, the Georgia, Georgia, the fucking uh commercials and shit like it brings a tear to my eye because it's like fuck man i was so close to going and that's probably the best opportunity i fucking had to go because tickets are so goddamn expensive and mm-hmm. she's like no don't worry about it you know later on we'll save up one some day money. go i was like yeah one day yeah one day uh I, when i was living down in mobile i had a it was a pretty good group of us that was in the golf and uh that was that was on their bucket list and they had been in the golf forever uh, i had probably only been in the golf for like like five years and um you know they were just that's all they ever talked about was just i don't care if i ever get to play it i just want to go to augusta yeah that's like a that's a such a if anyone follows golf they'll they'll tell you that that's a bucket list thing of theirs is to go to augusta national and just like i, I you know you could see it from the street like uh magnolia lane like you can look down it you can't take your phone out and take a picture but you can look down it and every time i would drive past i would just fucking you know, a rubberneck hard. Yeah, breaking your <laughs> neck. Yeah. <laughs> and so we gotta uh, fight we gotta fight for the girls if uh if you don't have anything else to add on that. Um I I personally I think Tiger's gonna play. Um there's a lot of talk. It's just it's good for golf. 
Um, I, I would be very surprised if he said, no, I'm not going to play. Um, but I did notice, and a few other people have too, um, or have noticed as well, but he's a big Nike guy, you know, sponsored by Nike, has been for fucking ever. Um, so, you know, Nike shoes or Nike cleats, golf cleats are, you know, his go-to. He has his own signature line, Tiger Woods shoes for the longest fucking time. Um, but this, during the practice rounds, even today, uh, he's been wearing foot joys. It's a little different. I don't Mm. know if it's like, you know, a contractual thing. Um, or he went to Nike and said like, Hey, I found these golf shoes that like, that helped me a lot, like in my leg and, you know, even his fucking back. Um, so I don't know if he went to them and said, Hey, like, look, in order for me to play, like I'm wearing these and kind of left it at that. And they're like, yep, no problem. Cause he's fucking Tiger Woods, you know? Um, but I thought that was weird. And if it was more of a comfort thing or if it was a money thing, I don't know. It's just a little, that's stuff that's I like kind, to watch. That's kind of some inside baseball, you know, cause like paying attention to the guy's shoes. Right. Yep. But I mean, that really is telling for someone like Tiger Woods because as long as he's been in the game, he's always got that Nike hat on and like Nike apparel. Yep. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. That's, yeah. I'm good. I'm good on the, the Tiger thing. I just, I hope I got, I fucking hope he plays and I hope he can, you know, competes. It's so good for golf. It's like, how can you not root for, you know, a comeback story after another comeback? So yeah, he's made mistakes in his life, but like that comeback is just, you, it's hard to root against him. Let's put it that way. Absolutely, man. Uh, same. And just comeback story. Uh, like you said, it, although he's kind of, he's made some mistakes. Sure. He's wrecked a couple of cars and all this and that, uh, driving under influence. But when he, Gets back on his game and he's playing again. You can't help but root for the guy, right? I mean, we used to have the golf games named after him. You know, no shit. The greatest golf games ever. Tiger Woods, like oh two or oh six or whatever. Mm-hmm. PS two. Well, I'm gonna let these dogs out real quick. They're getting rowdy. Go for it. Hey guys, while we are in a break, I wanted to tell y'all that I do have the festival this weekend at my house in Kennedy, uh, Porch Fest 2022. So if you would like to come out to the festival, please do. It is a totally free event. I've got musicians such as Abe Partridge, Shake It Like a Caveman, Taylor Hollinsworth, Janet Simpson, Katie Mulfield, King Kai and the Heretics, um, the Groove Johnson, uh, that's uh, my blues band, So and more, so please come out. Uh, we're going to have some comedians, and uh, who knows who will be there. Um, you know, 150, 200 people is what I'm hoping for, and hopefully uh, y'all will be one of them. So please come. That is this Friday and Saturday, April 8th and 9th. You are back. What's up, man? Nothing. I have, uh, I have my leave put in for that, so it hasn't been approved yet, but it is in pending. Speaking of which, while that. I'm thinking about it, I got to go ahead and put in for the Stevo thing. Uh, that was May eighth. Uh, I think so. I can check real quick. May May sixth, Friday. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm super stoked about that. Yeah, I can't wait. What time is that? At? Seven o'clock, May sixth, Sanger Theater in Mobile. So what I plan to do is, like, I'll get off work from Starbull at 5, and I'll just come straight down to see y'all, and then we'll just hang out all day that Friday. And, okay. Uh, or I guess, I don't know, uh, surely, surely Sid's working from home still. Yep. And um, we'll hang out, and then I'll meet up and go out there. Got to get you your money, too. 
Oh yeah, no, yeah, it's fine. You can you can wait on it. I know we, you're you're super busy this week and got shit going on. So true that. I mean, we have a month to go, so I'm not I'm not worried about it. Right on. Well, we got a we got a we got to stick up for the girls here. And so Absolutely. we have some uh, we have some history with uh, with the golf course of Augusta. Mm-hmm. And uh, Anna Davis, she wanted to take uh, collegiate students to town, and she did. Oh yeah, so so this weekend uh, it was Augusta. Uh, Augusta Women's uh, Amateur Championship, um, and you know it doesn't get a lot of coverage just because it's first of all it's amateur, um, just in general amateur golf doesn't get a lot of coverage. But then, you know to throw the women's part in there, you know it's hardly going to get talked about. Uh, unfor- it's an, it, you know it sucks. It's unfortunate, whatever. Um, but I did see this this girl Anna Davis. She's 16 years old. She won it, which you know is incredible for a 16 year old to win a fucking amateur championship when you're going against college athletes, you're 16, you're a sophomore. Yeah. A sophomore in high school going up against people, you know, six years older than you. It's just, it's, it's awesome. And, um, there was a post, so she uses Titleist clubs, uh, for people who don't really follow golf. Titleist is just, you know, a brand of, you know, apparel shoes, stuff like that. And they also make great golf clubs. And probably the best golf balls, in my opinion. But anyway, um, they posted on Facebook. They said, I could try to pull it up right here. But they basically said, you know, congratulations to the winner of the uh, the Women's Amateur Championship. Um, she uses, you know, a couple of our clubs. And instantly a thought in my mind, I was like, why the fuck wouldn't you mention who it is? Like, what? And, you know, that kind of got didn't really trigger me but it was kind of like what the fuck um yeah it says a title at augusta is just the beginning congrats to all who competed this weekend at the augusta national women's amateur including the champion who put her trust in a bag full of titleist equipment including pro v1x which is the golf ball that's uh, actually the balls i like to use the most yeah same um, I mean, I'm, I'm, my golf bag is full of them but uh, i use uh titleist clubs yeah i got i got tailor-made uh, irons and I got a Cobra driver and three wood, um, you know, tailor made driver. Um, t- I mean, not tailor made. I'm sorry. I'm talking about nice. this Titleist, Titleist driver, Titleist uh, wedges, and a Scotty Cameron putter, which is a Titleist brand. And that's it. And they just they posted a picture of just a generic fucking you know Titleist golf ball getting teed up. I was like, what the fuck? Why not post a picture? Why not post who it is? So you know, I just said you know promoting your own brand and including the fact that you know. She won the amateur, you know, tournament using your clubs, but not one mention of her name, any pictures. Yeah, that makes sense. And I said, you know, in quotations, yeah, her name is Anna Davis, by the way. And I also commented on the post, and basically, someone said, like, you know, with amateur status in golf, they're so picky, they can't have any uh, sponsorships. So if they seen this post, they could have said, like, oh, maybe that's like a sponsored deal. I was like, okay, yeah, yeah, they'll, they'll they might pull the amateur status. I was like, all right, yeah. Girl in high school, you like, fuck it, you don't want. And maybe you can help me out here. It's like, just what does that amateur status mean? It's like, it's, you know, my knowledge of golf, it really quite literally goes to Happy Gilmore. Is uh, like, do you have to be in the amateur league for some loan to go up to pro? Or you have to go um, pro and There's a different, or? no, there's like a, there's a few different ways. There's like web.com tour. So like, you know, it's a tour where you can win money, but it's like all on your own dime. You can get sponsorships, but like that's usually like the step before you go to the PGA. Um, and you know, some people stay there for a long time. Like one of the guys, 
He's a golfer. They call him Beef. I forget his real name. But, you know, big, hefty guy, big beard. Um, he made he went from, like, the Web.com tour to PGA. Or, like, he made, you know, one of the tournaments, and he ended up winning. And he became a fan favorite so quick just because, you know, a big, you know, unathletic-looking guy, massive beard, just a, you know, just a bro. Um, then he ended up getting, like, an Arby's deal. <laughs> he got his own sandwich and shit. Like, uh, that's one of the ways. I don't really know too much other than that but i just know amateur status is like like you know like me and you could be or can can get amateur status we just have to play a lot of golf and, and contact someone in the p not the pga but uh you know get a handicap establish all that shit um i just it just seems like a lot of work and so it's a lot of work lot of just to have that amateur status and then to lose it is like you're back to practically nothing you yeah. can't play. You can't play these tournaments anymore. And da, 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 da. Yep. And so I think you covered it, but like just with that, not only you know with Titleist not saying her name, or like you know, what just to go back to that course, I, you may have covered it, but uh, women weren't even allowed to be members there until 2012. Yeah, yeah. Mem- uh, women weren't members there until 2012, and um, they just. Augusta, like it's a beautiful place. It's so prestigious, and like they have like a you know if you dig deep into their history, you're gonna find some dark shit. Not dark shit, but like you know, all the caddies were all, all the caddies were black, this and that. So like they could be you know shown as racist, this and that, and what have you. But it's just, um, yeah, women weren't allowed to be members just up until what 2012. That's 10 years ago. So and that's well after the women's rights shit. So, um. And and the women's amateur, I thought I thought it was played at uh, Augusta National, but it's not. It's at a Champions Champions Retreat, which is like up in Martinez. It's like twenty minutes away. Right on. Uh, yeah, I'm glad uh, that you weren't spotlight that. That's always good. Yeah. It's always I just, uh, inspiring to recap, women's sports because I mean they're so beaten down right now. Yeah, and and you know I just I always see like a lot of things, especially it's big with the WNBA and like women's soccer and shit. Um, you know, like, oh, why don't you cover our sport? We don't get paid enough. This and that, da 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 da. You know, and then it's like, well, you don't really bring eyes. Um, and you know, they could counter back. It was like, you know, or eyes or viewers or whatever. But they could counter back, and it's like, well, you don't really promote us as much. The WNBA has gotten better with like promoting. Uh, same with like ESPN. Um, but this just like counteracts all fucking, you know, promotion and shit and getting their names out there. And even they, I went through my my Facebook again, and they, the people who posted it, deleted it. Um, they shared Tiger Woods' post, which is you know the Twitter. It was a it was a tweet, and he, that's basically him saying, uh, I think it was like I'm game time decision or whatnot. Yeah. Um, but he said at the end, he said congratulations to Anna Davis who won the Augusta Women's National or Women's Amateur. Um, but one of the, I think it was like Golf Digest or something, which is like the biggest fucking golf. Um, magazine they you know cropped his tweet and took out the anna davis part like the congratulations part and only put like i will be heading up to augusta and it was like a picture of him you know swinging a golf club like on the course i was like why the fuck would you crop that out it literally takes more effort to crop it out than to include his whole fucking tweet yeah like why not you're trying like the more eyes the better you know and just the more uh People would read it and be like, oh, who's Anna Davis? And then they just look up Anna Davis, amateur champion. It's like, what the? Oh, she's 16? Holy shit, she played against fucking juniors and seniors in college? What the fuck? 
that's like, okay, you know, get her on your radar. And then if she does make the women's PGA, then it's like, holy shit. I remember when she was 16 years old, she won the fucking amateur championship. I don't know. It's just, it, I don't know. Well, it's we just got aggravating. It, we so. got it recorded here, dadgummit. So anyway, yeah. we got you back here. <laughs> it pissed me off. Uh, last thing that I have, unless you have anything else, it's not really anything to spend a whole lot of time on. It just literally happened today. Today is uh, April 4th, of the 2000, what, 2022. Is Elon Musk is now the biggest shareholder in Twitter with a 9.2%. And so that has really had Twitter uh, tweeting away today. And so a lot of people are curious. A lot of people are wanting to know. Uh, what is going to happen with Twitter if he takes over? It's going to be a fucking war zone, and there's going to be people saying the craziest fucking shit. It's going to be so good. That's just my opinion. It's going to be fucking glorious. People aren't going to delete tweets. Trump's going to be back on saying crazy shit. It's just you think it's a town hall now and people say, you know, wild stuff. Just he's all about free speech, and it's just <laughs> it'll be so good. <laughs> Yeah, and that's what I was thinking because, you know, a little bit before this has been going on for about two weeks is uh, he put out two or three polls and he would put out a poll. He was like, do you believe that Twitter is honoring uh, their rights of services and do you think they could do a better job with free speech? And then in the following comment, after he made the poll for people to vote on yes or no, he said, be careful with how you vote. Wow. And he did, I think he did three polls like that. And so next thing you know, we wake up Monday morning. And if I don't know if you check the stock market, but uh, Twitter is going to stinking Pluto. Yeah. Yeah. That's, uh, you know, I, I love Elon and just the shit he has to say. He's always posting fucking fire memes. Um, oh my god! And just the fact that he was like, you know, I think that that made his ultimately made his decision. Like, hey, like, you know, I really want to buy a stake, and maybe if I do buy like a majority shareholder stake, then I can have the biggest voice over this company. I don't think they'll make him the CEO or anything, but if you if you're the major shareholder, like, you do have some weight to throw. around. You have a lot of weight to throw around. Um, so I think he he just wanted people's feedback, um, to ultimately you know make his decision. Or, you know, to feed his decision or help him in the decision-making process if, if, if he really wants to go through with it. And he but, had my way in. I weighed in on it. So. Yeah, I love and it. I mean, and it was a huge poll. I want to say, like, millions of people interacted with it. Oh, I bet. I'll have to I'll, – I'll dig up that screenshot when we get off here and see if I can get it over there to you. But it was, you know, ver- almost verbatim of what I told you. But, uh, yeah, uh, Elon, he's one of those kind of guys that – it's kind of a love-hate thing for me. Like, every now and then he does something really great. I'm like, yeah, Elon. But, like, I really got – it got on my nerves with the whole Dogecoin thing. Yeah. <laughs> it's like – Yeah, he's just – I don't think he understands the magnitude of, like, the weight, like, the words that he has to say and, like, how yes. much fluctuation he can cause. And then he like, just – dude, you literally destroyed my crypto yeah. in one tweet. <laughs> Yeah, that's just a meme to him. Like he may, yeah. he, he could throw a hundred thousand dollars at Dogecoin and then just be like, "Go buy Doge," and then you know it's gonna go yeah. fucking boom. And then he's gonna and then, sell you know, it. Like, around whatever. that time was when he went on Saturday Night Live, and everyone was thinking he goes on Saturday Night Live. They do a bit about Dogecoin. It's gonna go to a dollar. And what did it do? It, it fucking plummeted. Yeah, yeah, he knew what he was doing. And I don't think 
they can't really get him with market manipulation because first of all, it's a crypto, and like second of all, like it's not insider training. It's just him having literally the most influence yeah. on what happens. So it's just mm-hmm. you know, I don't think anything. I don't. Nothing will come about it. Well, dude, I know the game has been on for 40 minutes now. Uh, I don't have anything else to add or subtract, do you? Nope. I just know uh, this weekend we got uh, ooh, it 274 UFC. Uh, great fucking card. Um, what's his name's fighting? Alexander Volkanovsky versus uh, the Korean Zombie. That's the main event. Um Aljamain Sterling versus Peter Yan. That's the co-main event. That's so that's two title fights uh, for the featherweight and bantamweight. And then the third fight uh, on that card is Gilbert Burns versus Hamzat Chemaev. And Hamzat Chemaev has a lot of fucking hype built around him right now. And this is like his first real test of who he's going to fight. So that'll be very very fun to watch. And just just for a little drama on social media, why is McGregor of uh, LOL and at Nganu. I don't know. Uh, are you thinking Kamara Usman or are you thinking Nganu? I want to say it was Nganu. Okay, I, I don't I don't know why if it's because I was like y'all not even same weight class, Bubba. Yeah. <laughs> so it may have been Usman, but I was like I don't even know if I'd pick that fight with your current shape. You haven't won no. in a long time. Yeah. And he's literally a crusher. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I know he's he's been just. He'll always like have his two cents on what he wants to say, or if someone brings him up or says some shit about him. He's always going to clap back, or he, even and he he does have that clout too. Did we did we did we go over last week the Nate Diaz the tweet he had versus Nate uh not versus Nate Diaz but just the clap back or the roast? Oh, let's let's go there again. I don't think okay. so. Um, I think I said that to my dad. I gotta find it real quick. But Nate Diaz was talking some type of shit. I forget exactly what he was saying. I'm going to search in my photos. Um, but anyway, the comeback was like... I got to find this. Connor Nate tweet. It is so fucking good, and it's a great clapback. If you're, if you're pondering whether to shut this off or not, you're going to want to fucking wait because it's so good. <laughs> Trust me. Where is this fucking tweet? But Nate said something, and then Connor clapped back and was like, yeah. And you're, oh, that's what it was. It was like Jared Leto playing someone, and then like Wolverine playing someone, like as their career. Not as their career, but like uh, in a movie. Like who they would want to play each other in a movie. (laughs) And Nate commented and was like, oh, you would have, you know, so and so play you in a movie. (laughs) And then Connor's like, you're going to have Walter White's son play you in the fucking movie. And it's like, and then he posted a picture of him and the crutches and shit. I, th- I think you sent that to me. I remember that now. Oh my yeah. God. It's so fucking funny. And it's like, it just, if you watch breaking bad, like you'll know, what, you know how his Walter White's son like talks like that. Here it is. Wolverine could play my part. This is Nate Diaz talking. He says, Wolverine could play my part so we can see him beat Jared Leto's ass. That'd be fun, right? And then he tagged uh, Connor. <laughs> and then Connor said, the kid that played Heisenberg's son in Breaking Bad is who will play you. Virtually identical. And it's a fucking picture of him. It's so fucking funny. 
<laughs> that was a mega <laughs> clap back. Just oh. it, it's true because like he Nate Diaz talks like his brain is mush and you know that kid is you know in the show he's slow. I don't know if he's slow in real life, but he just you know talks with like an impediment. So it's it's it was on point. Yeah, it was yeah. on point. That's an all time tweet. <laughs> it's a framer. Oh man, you want to plug uh, your socials? Anything about the Corman before you step out? Um, trying to set up something with an with an interview for our for my first comeback show. I got everything else lined up, um, but I just kind of want to come back at least with something pretty good because we had John Anik on that one time. So I need something to you know at least come close to that. Um, but you can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Jared Kenny. Um, both same. Um, very active on Twitter. Um, and it's, a great, it's a great way to stay involved in not only the MMA, like uh, anything pop culture or sport related. Jared's uh, he's gonna have his finger on it. Oh yeah. Um, did you want to mention the uh, what's it called, the Twitter Spaces? If you wanted to do something like that for your community, They're, that community is so small right now. I could like the Porch Talk. Yeah, go follow uh Porch Talk. I think it's Porch Talk underscore one hundred and one. On Twitter, uh, we would like to start doing spaces, especially if you're lined up with this show and you like what we're doing. Uh, we could get on there midweek and we could kind of have a conversation. Y'all could chime in. Uh, what are things that uh, uh, we miss? What are things uh, you agree or disagree with? What are some things that you would like to, for us to cover the next time we get together? Uh, because we're we're pretty we've been pretty good here lately. I think this is uh, six weeks straight or something to that measure. Mm-hmm. Is uh and I've really enjoyed it, and I mean, the folks have too. They're tuning in, so. Um, and we had a little bit of a clap, clap back with uh, the Leah Thomas, and uh, and then a little clap back with the Will Smith remarks. But it is what it is, and I was good to get that feel back. It was like you shouldn't call Will Smith a cuck. Well, he is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, it's true. So, so, so I'm doubling down on that, boys and girls. But um, yeah. Uh, uh, Twitter spaces, uh, go follow Porch Talk 101. We might set that up to where, like, maybe on a Wednesday or Thursday evening, we get together and uh, we just try to talk about what's been going on for the week as we get ready to take notes for uh, this is a Monday night show. And uh, when we get the YouTube uh, up to 100 uh, views, we'll figure out how to make this thing live so you can be right there with us on Monday nights. Yeah, uh, that's, I'm that's, open to feedback too. So if you want to shoot me a DM, I usually I'll respond right away. If you want to talk shit, say I'm fucking fat. I don't give a shit. I'll reply. I'll talk. I'll shoot the shit. Yeah, they, you know, they, they for the most part they're kind. It was like I just didn't really appreciate you calling Will Smith cuck and yeah. It's like, <laughs> Why well, though? It's like I was like I was like it's not like you personally know the guy, right? It's like <laughs> it sounds it's like, like you get that you get that like you get you get in trouble. Yeah, you get in trouble in a dark alley. It sounds like uh, Will Smith's not going to be there, bub. Right. It sounds like, you know, someone trying a, a cuck trying to defend a cuck. Like, I don't like that word because I like watching my wife or my husband get fucked. Like, that, that's just my opinion. That's not, that's my mouth. So if you want to shoot at me, you shoot at me. I don't give a fuck. There we go. Or, you know, uh, you're welcome to come on the show and uh, make a defense of him, if you will. But I don't think there's a, it was literally the entanglement. She confessed it. <laughs> And he's still so with her, good. so that's all, that's all I have. <laughs> yep. All right, dude. We'll uh, take care. Until next time, uh, peace out. Later, homie. One, two.
Got a dream hanging on by a thread. 